الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم فصل وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful We praise and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the universe Our mercy, blessings, salutations, love and compassion On our beloved Prophet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His family and friends and those who follow in their guidance until the day of judgment. Beloved brothers and sisters, I greet you with a wonderful greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We do recall just a few days ago, we bid farewell to the most auspicious month of the year. The most auspicious day in our calendar and night Laylatul Qadr. We lived a beautiful life during this month of Ramadan that has passed. We are not here to judge the actions or intentions of anyone that is not our job and that is not our function. But for some, the month of Ramadan was uplifting spiritually, morally, physically. But for some, they just not worried to benefit from the month of Ramadan. The Prophet said, anyone who witnesses the month of Ramadan and he did not adhere to the laws and regulations of fasting, he would have lost out the entire year's benefit and profit. We are on a hype. We were high during the month of Ramadan. Everything must be done meticulously and timelessly. We must be on time for our salah. The dress code must be appropriate. And sometimes I ask myself, what is the appropriate dress code for Ramadan? And what is the appropriate dress code for other than Ramadan? The hijab was, has been given preference. We must cover ourselves in a proper manner because we are fasting. My dear brothers and sisters, your appropriate dress code must adhere to you when you are a Muslim. Not just during the month of Ramadan. Not just because you are performing an ibadah. We've tried our best to implement what we have learned from our ancestors and from our teachers and how to implement it during the month of Ramadan. And therefore we became forever conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's existence. We had this moral armament that we fortified ourselves with. We closed the ranks so that the enemy cannot infiltrate meaning the acts of shaitan. 
And when we come to the end of the month of Ramadan, in fact, if we look at every single act of worship that Allah has made compulsory, then we ask ourselves, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala command us to do after that? Is it because we have ended a certain act of worship and we stop? And we merely carry on with our lives as it was before the act of worship. Let's take the salah for instance. You come into the salah, you come into the Jumu'ah, you come into the masjid and you go perform your salah. Whether you're at home or whether you're in public. You take wudu, you purify yourself, you make salah. After the salah what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after the salah, فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمُ الصَّلَاةِ فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ Now it is the time to remember Allah. Didn't you remember Allah when you were in your salah? Didn't you remember Allah when you made that obligatory niyyah to make your salah? That was the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you speak about the hajj, you perform your hajj, you stand on Arafat, you go to Muzdalifah, you go to Mina, you do everything that you're supposed to do. You make tawaf around the Kaaba, all part of the hajj. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمْ مَنَاسِكَكُمْ فَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ كَذِكْرِكُمْ When you completed all that rituals of hajj, remember Allah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the siyam, the fasting, when you have completed the prescribed time, then what must you do? Now is the time when you remember Allah, you glorify and you magnify Him. In other words, your act of worship, the compulsory act is finished. But the voluntary act that follows that is the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning very simply. Do not perform an act of worship that's going to end when you say Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Do not end the Ramadan and say Alhamdulillah we finish the month of Ramadan. It is Salatul Eid. We finish with what everything was good. Don't finish your Hajj. The remembrance of Allah is the key factor after every act of worship. And this is the message. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهِ فَأَنْسَاهُمْ أَنفُسَهُمْ don't be of those who forgot Allah. Meaning that you had Allah in mind for one month. You were conscious of Allah and now you come and you forget your creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the very day of Eid, you start forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah says, do not be like those who forgot Allah and Allah will forget them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from being forgotten in this dunya and in the akhirah. Imagine you are forgotten by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the day of Qiyamah. My dear brothers and sisters, it is a time of reflection. It's a time of introspection. We need to reflect on who we were during the months of Ramadan, what we did during the months of Ramadan. The Imams, the Mashayikh, the Mawlanas, Everybody tried their best to bring about a, an atmosphere that we can say we're living in a spiritual atmosphere. We can't let that spiritual atmosphere now evaporate and it's gone. We can't allow that to happen. We have tried our best to give advice, to talk about the Quran, to talk about Rasulullah but it is what we do with that advice that is important afterwards. Take the advice and say, okay, mashallah, it was a nice piece of lecture today. We had a beautiful lecture and that is where it ends. That is not where it ends, that is where it starts. I often tell young people 
when they graduate as a hafiz of the Quran. On that particular day when you graduate, you are given certificate, you are given accolades, you are given presents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the day of Eid Yomul Ja'iza. It is the day that we receive our accolades and our certification. But for any hafiz person of the Quran, he receives a certificate that he qualified as a hafiz, but his hips only start on that particular day. Our ibadat only starts now. You might have received all the accolades from, from the month of Ramadan, but the implementation and the continuation of what you have achieved in Ramadan is important. We cannot overlook that. We live with God consciousness. And through our consciousness of Allah, we became honorable people. We became happy and there was joy. There was discipline in our lives. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ I want anybody to say that لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ means that I have fasted for 29 or 30 days and I have achieved taqwa. No. Ramadan, the entire month, becomes a process of achieving some taqwa, some consciousness of Allah. But the development of that taqwa is what you do after the month of Ramadan. How you continue developing that taqwa. And this is what we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept what we have done in Ramadan. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from those who strive towards taqwa and consciousness of Allah, whatever they do of good. We lived in a spiritual atmosphere. An atmosphere that was filled with dhikrullah, with reciting of the Quran. And we tried to put our carnal passions aside. We tried to adhere to all conditions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon us. And we say, this is the month of Ramadan. We cannot, we cannot lie, we cannot steal, we cannot gossip, we cannot do all this. But does it mean when Ramadan ends, you can do all that? No. It doesn't mean that Ramadan has stopped. Ramadan was a rigorous training ground for you to be able to execute all that beautiful characteristics during the course of the year for the rest of the 11 months. The soldier goes and he trains before he can go into the battlefield. So that was this rigorous training and once he qualified as a soldier, he knows how to use the ammunition, that's the time they send him into the battlefield. Otherwise you will only be suicidal. The same thing happens to us. We train ourselves during the month of Ramadan to be able to take on the temptations of the world throughout the year. Not just for one month. Not because we are fasting. Because we are fasting, we're going to wear the hijab. Because we are fasting, we're going to lower our gaze. Because we are fasting, we're going to do this. We're not going to lie. No, because I am a Muslim. I'm going to wear my hijab. Because I am a Muslim, I'm not going to gossip. Because I am a Muslim, I am not going to do anything wrong. This is the attitude and the transformation that we go through during the month of Ramadan, is to realize the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at every single moment of your life. Not because I am fasting, not because it is Ramadan. And that is the biggest, biggest error that we can make is to say we are doing it because it is Ramadan. We are doing it because it is fasting. No, do it because you are a Muslim and you adhere to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded you. Whatever the Prophet gave you, accept it and implement it. Whatever he forbids you from, abstain from it. It doesn't say only in Ramadan. It doesn't say 
only in the months of Hajj. It doesn't say only in the month of Muharram. As a Muslim, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command. We have lived a month of Ramadan where some of us abstained from everything that was haram, trained ourselves. But then there were those who didn't care about Ramadan or fasting. They still sowed discord. They still gossip because it is within their nature to do so. They still try to, to create animosity between people because it is within their nature. It wasn't shaitan. Shaitan trained you for 11 months. And then shaitan says to you, for one month I'm going to leave you. But you can go on. You are well trained. I trained you for 11 months. So you will just continue on that particular path. For those people we say, you have lost out. You have lost out. Not because of Ramadan. But you have lost out the entire years of benefit of beautiful lifestyle of the characteristics of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are still those who wanted to turn beautiful things into ugliness. There are still, still those who wanted to put obstacles in front of people even if it was the month of Ramadan. They still didn't know how to control themselves and their tongues and what they were doing. We celebrated the month of the Qur'an. The month of the glorious Qur'an that makes that month special that makes the life of a believer special. It is the Nuzul al-Qur'an. Let us reflect on that for one moment. The revelation of the Qur'an that took place during the month of Ramadan. What does the Qur'an mean for us? Is the Qur'an there a seasonal thing for us to use during Ramadan? MashaAllah, read the whole Qur'an in Taraweeh. Alhamdulillah, you have achieved your objective. What is the purpose of the Nuzul al-Qur'an? Isn't it very clear? Hudan linnas wa bayyinatim min al-huda wal-furqad. It is the criteria of which you judge right and wrong. It is a guidance to who? To those who fasted? No. Hudan linnas to all mankind. So here we have the Quran being revealed during the month of Ramadan. We make the biggest issue because we're going to try and find Laylatul Qadr. That makes the night so powerful because of the Nuzul al-Qur'an. Oh, the night we, we, we pray that night, it is like we have prayed for a thousand months. Allah, Allah, I ask you. If, if I know that my prayer was accepted on that night, and I found Laylatul Qadr, and I made Salah the whole night, I'm not going to pray for the rest of my life. Because it's equivalent to a thousand, a thousand months. Take, take that into consideration. No. The idea is to celebrate the Quran in terms of a true dynasty that it comes with. It brings about a dynasty of truth. It brings about the dynasty of justice. It brings about a, a dynasty of scientific transformation. This is what the Quran brings to the world, to mankind. And not just a book to be recited. It is a book to be understood and implemented. It is a book of wisdom. It is a book of unity, of brotherhood, of discipline. We celebrate all this during the month of Ramadan. A dynasty that brings about the high road of morality. The virtue of spiritual elevation. It brings all that to mankind. 
a dynasty that connects you with your creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is the kalamullah it is uh, the love letter from Allah to us and when we read it we are responding to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore the person who really fasted with sincerity with total deprivation with total devotion stayed away from all falsehood making paramount importance in his life justice and brotherhood and morality and every spiritual virtue he is the one that can say on that path inshallah i have trained myself for 30 days so i will continue on that path a very salient point was made by one of the speakers on a sunday afternoon and the point was this let's say you are fasting for 20 years Alhamdulillah, for 20 years you are fasting. And every single year, you gave up something that is not good. Whether it is smoking, whether it is lying, whether it is backbiting, whether it is hatred, whether it is jealousy, but you gave up something every single year. After 20 years, you have given up 20 bad characteristics which will make you so much a better person. Not just in one year. Not just in one month of fasting. But in 20 years, now imagine for those who have been fasting for 40 years, for 60 years they've been fasting, but their lives have still, is still the same as it was 20 years and 60 years ago. What did you do in the month of Ramadan? How did the fast impact on your life? Discipline. This is what the month of Ramadan brings. True discipline to the believer. Because one strive, you strive for discipline. And the person during the month of Ramadan, he didn't show sincerity alone, but he called others to sincerity through his actions. He called others to devotion through his actions. He called others to striving to jihad against his nafs through showing it to others. He showed people and he showed himself that how he can change himself. And he can rise above what shaitan has taught him for 11 months my dear brothers and sisters for those who truly fasted and put their effort in it and try to transform their souls we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-qabool the acceptance of whatever we have been striving for during our lifetime remember this when you say the objective of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying you must fast is to attain taqwa and you work towards it remember allah says i will accept from those who have consciousness of allah and who's trying to attain that who strive for that this is the most important thing that a slave must worry himself about when he finishes his salah Insha'Allah, Allah have accepted my salah. We make dua, Rabbana, taqabbal minna. The first thing we say, Rabbana, taqabbal minna. Accept from us. When you finish your fasting, Rabbana, taqabbal minna. When you make dua, Rabbana, taqabbal minna. When you make your hajj, oh Allah, accept it. But it is the determination of your consciousness of Allah that makes that dua accepted by Allah. You can't say Rabbana taqabbal minna and show arrogance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't even want to raise your hands. You can't. You can't have arrogance in your heart and say, Oh Allah, accept from us. You must be a true muttaqi. 
You must be a person who's conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what we, what we really strive for, and you obviously hear that Ramadan has been divided into three, three different portions, Rahmah, Maghfirah and Liberation. <coughs> Rahmah, Maghfirah and Liberation. What does liberation mean for us? Does liberation mean that at the end of the month we are liberated, we've been in prison, and now we, are, we have been released from prison? To, us, to many of us it is like that. We go out before Ramadan and we want to go and enjoy ourselves. Why? Because tomorrow we're going to prison. You know? And when the month of Ramadan comes to an end, Ah, tomorrow I'm going to be released from prison. I'm out. I can do what I want to tomorrow. Mashallah, I don't have to wear the hijab. I can see to my hairstyle now. I don't have to worry anybody seeing me smoking outside. Oh, I'm free. I'm liberated. The liberation that we talk about during Ramadan is the liberation of Jahannam. Allah free us from Jahannam. That is what we talk about. The liberation of the mind. Our minds must be free. Not to have petty differences and arguments and egos within our minds. To think that we are still the superior beings. We are better than others. Free yourself from that ego. Free yourself from hatred. Free yourself from animosity. Free yourself from backbiting. Free yourself from fighting with one another. Free yourself from swearing at one another. That is liberation. And if we can attain that during the month of Ramadan, then we are liberated. Then we are free. In other words, if we do not do that, we are still slaves. Slaves to our carnal passions. Slaves to our hawa. Have you seen the one who has taken his vain self as his God? You are not free. You are but in servitude to everything that this world offers to you. You are really free. When you follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what Ramadan brings. Ramadans bring liberation of the mind. Of the character. Of the heart and the soul. And this is the path we need to continue with. And with this realization. What we have been through in the month of Ramadan. And this vigorous training that we have found ourselves in. During Ramadan. We can become liberated. And we can become free people. And once we are liberated, we know how to bring people to that state of liberation. And if people understand what it is to strive for liberation, Wallahi al-Azim, with the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will find that the Muslims will be liberated throughout the world and Mashur Aqsa will be liberated as well. Because liberation of Mashur Aqsa is not going to come unless we can liberate ourselves. We cannot transform the world, but we cannot transform our own beings. My dear brothers and sisters, through the deeds and through the actions, through our business transactions, we have elevated ourselves. Through our fasting, through our trying to attain taqwa, the awareness of Allah, the most merciful, we have tried to elevate ourselves. Keep yourself on that elevation path. Keep yourself on that path of high morality. Don't now fall down. Don't fall from the top because you have elevated yourself to that particular status. May the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to keep us on that path of elevation. And therefore, if after every single ibadah, 
remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the remembrance of Allah keeps you in that path of serenity and tranquility. The remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make you aware that you cannot do wrong while Allah is watching. Never mind people. The awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the dhikrullah, is the only thing that will keep your, your tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah. La ilaha illallah, subhanallah, wallahu akbar. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fadhkurullah qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubikum. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether you're standing, whether you're reclining, whether you're sitting, whether you are at home just resting, but remember Allah at all times. That is the most important factor of after performing our act of worship that was compulsory. May the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower His mercy and blessings on all of us, inshallah. Liberate the Muslim Ummah from all the difficulties that they are in in the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring ease to our Palestinian brothers and sisters, bring ease to those in Syria. And if those people for one moment think, for one moment think, they can start destroying or bombing our holy shrines. That is the Sha'irullah, whether it is the Haram of Mecca, whether it is the Haram of Medina, or the Haram of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. If they think they can destroy that by just bombing it, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take care of them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take care of them because Allah will protect those places and those who glorify and magnify the Sha'ir Allah. And that is all of us. Allah says, remember, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ ذَلِكَ وَمَنْ يُعَظِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَ الْقُلُوبِ If you glorify and you magnify and you want to protect the symbols of Allah, which is the masajid, the haram of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is a sign of the taqwa that you have in your heart. It's a sign of the taqwa. فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَ الْقُلُوبِ My dear brothers and sisters, we have come out of a wonderful and a beautiful month, a month that liberated us. But we need to continue on the path of the Qur'an. We need to continue on the path of elevation. We need to continue to be the leaders of the world, the khulafa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth, and keep on striving to what is right. Temptations are great outside, or inside even. Inside the home, outside the home. Temptations will stare you in the face wherever you go nowadays. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to be of those who will follow the characteristics of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We do not want to be bankrupt the day of Qiyamah. When we stand in front of Allah and you have fasted and you read the Quran and you made dhikrullah and you made tahajjud salah and you made tasbih at night. You, you were in the middle of the night last 10 days, mid-i'tikaf. And then you come at the end in front of Allah and Allah said, but you didn't protect your tongue. You scorned that one. You heard that one. And you insulted that one. And you took the haram. You took what was not halal. And you ate what is haram. So I will now take from their goodness away and give it to someone from your goodness and give it to them. You end up bankrupt. We don't want that to happen to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Guide us. Shower us with his blessings and mercy. Protect our young people. Keep them on the beautiful path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
protect this generation of Islam, that we can pass on this beautiful deen of Islam to others in our actions, in our demonstrations, by example, like Rasulullah was the exemplar to mankind, not just to us. We need to pass on that message, not through books, not through sermons, but also through our actions, which is more important. Action speaks louder than words. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all those that have passed on a high place in paradise, inshallah. And for all those that are sick, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them their health and strength, inshallah. I wish to thank the voice of the Cape for being here today and broadcasting this Jummah from here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them to pass on this message of Islam for as broad and as long as possible, inshallah. May we be rewarded eternally and abundantly for all that we do in goodness for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They may start with the collection now. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. I hope you didn't spend all your money during Eid. You left some for the masjid still. Okay? So please give generously today. You will be rewarded abundantly. It was, it was a development that you developed during the month of Ramadan to give, to be generous. So that generosity must still continue today. I can't see the collections dropping today. It needs to go up actually. Jazakumullah khairan wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillah alameen. Do not forget, as part of the follow-up of Ramadan, is to fast the six days of Shawwal. Rasulullah wanted us to keep that momentum going. So the Prophet said, Man Ramadan wa min shawwal, kullu. The one who follows up Ramadan with six days of shawwal, it is like he has fasted the entire year. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist us in doing that, inshaAllah. If you can't fast six days following each other, then there's always fasting the Monday and the Friday. There's always fasting the 14th, 15th, and 16th, the days of meals. You can split it up during the, the month of, of Shawwal, but do not forget that you follow it up with six days of Shawwal. Jazakumullah khairan wa akhir da'wana. Alhamdulillah.